What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events, it's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes, Alan Davis is my name. We are live today, Wednesday, September the 20th, 2023, in New York City, in the borough of the Bronx. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel message of Jesus Christ, as only the great King Jesus Christ can save a person spiritually or deliver an individual physically. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, starting with verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you have rest in your soul today? I was saved on April the 16th, 1970, over 53 years ago now. And that night I had unbelievable joy in my heart that lasted for three or four or five days, and then it was all gone. I was unaware at that time that I needed to abide in the Word. I had to put forth effort. Notice what Jesus said to the disciples in the upper chamber in John chapter 15, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, do whatever you want. He is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. And notice what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death. It's a horrible feeling. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So let's say when I got saved on April the 16th, 1970, I was a spiritual man for three or four or five days, and then it was all gone. I became carnal. I guess you could say I became a withered branch quickly. It happens quickly within three or four or five days. Many years ago, when I was back in Bible college, we had a professor there who would go out preaching on the weekend. And he would take these surveys. He would ask this question, what are you looking for in life? And he said, that they came back with always the same three answers. 
maybe not in the same order, but it was always the same three answers, love, joy, and peace. Now, I'm going to quote a passage in the Bible in the book of Galatians, starting with verse 19. Here we have the works of the flesh. That is what produces all of this death and darkness in the heart, where a Christian could quickly become a withered branch if he's not putting forth effort, if he's not abiding in the Word. Versus the fruit of the Spirit spoken about in Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. Now, look at what it says. Now, Galatians 5, 19. The works of the flesh are manifest, clearly seen. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things, individuals who habitually do these things, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But there's the transition. So if our lives are overwhelmed by the works of the flesh, it is producing this death. It's a horrible feeling. And after about 10 years, I got tired of living like that. And I started applying myself to the Bible, the word of the living God. And over the last 43 years, by the grace of God, I have been able to read the Bible. I'm on my 217th time now, simply because I have learned through experience that it takes somewhere between 45 minutes to two hours of reading the Bible before all of this unbelievable love and joy and peace starts to be produced in the heart. Many individuals may not even know how it all works. And notice what Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22, but, but, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against us there is no law. Now today, if you have a prayer request, you would like for somebody to pray for you and with you, give us a call at 646-314-3625. That number again is 646-314-3625. Yesterday, we looked at the world empires of Nebuchadnezzar's image in Daniel chapter 2, and today we're going to be looking at part 2 as we conclude this two-part series. Jesus Christ will return one day. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
evidently part of the witnessing of the two witnesses in Revelation 11 has to do with the fact that their dead bodies lie out there in the streets for three and a half days. Three and a half, that means 12 o'clock noon. And it says here in Revelation eleven fifteen, the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now, as we study Daniel chapter 2, we also need to be knowledgeable about Daniel chapter 7. There's so much for us to look at. And one verse that we need to look at in a couple of verses after that is starting in verse 24, talking about these 10 horns out of this kingdom or out of the old Roman empire are 10 kings. The 10 horns are 10 kings. The 10, the 10 toes are 10 kings in Daniel chapter 2 that shall arise and another. That's the one that we're interested in here. This other one. Daniel chapter 7, verse 8, verse 20, verse 24, talks about this other one shall arise after them. And he shall be diverse. He's different. And if we can prove that this other one is in the Western Hemisphere, it all makes perfect sense. And it's as clear as can be once you see it. It's difficult to accept, I know. And he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand till a time, and times, and the dividing of time, or three and a half years, or 42 months, or 1,260 days. And we have seven of these key phrases in the Bible, which are part of the 77s. Verse 26, but the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom, the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Now, yesterday we looked at 15 verses in Daniel chapter 2 dealing with the dream, verses 31. No, five verses, verses 31 through 35. And then the interpretation, that's 15 verses, Daniel chapter 2, verses 36 through 45. And so instead of looking at the dream, it has... The image of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2 has five phases. You got the head of gold that represented Babylon or represents Babylon, the arms and breast of silver representing the Medes and the Persians, the belly and thigh of brass that represented Greece, the legs of iron that was Rome, and then we have the second phase of the Roman Empire, the feet and the toes. So we got the ten horns of Daniel chapter 7 and the ten, the ten toes of Daniel chapter 2. Part of iron and part of clay as we're heading toward a revived Roman Empire under the leadership of a beast who ascends out 
of the bottomless pit and will go unto perdition. Now, the interpretation we want to read this again was going to start in verse 38 of Daniel chapter 2. Notice what Daniel said to the king, the king Nebuchadnezzar, thou art this head of gold. He said he was the head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom, this is spoken about here, as a kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken, partly weak. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with miry clay. Here, now notice this, verse 44. Talking about these ten toes. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream, Daniel 2.45, is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. So, an individual needs to understand the kingdoms or world empires preceding the world empire of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, the question that we are going to be asking ourselves today and have already really answered is, what are they? We saw the five sections there a moment ago, and we're going to delve in a little deeper here to these world empires, first of all, Babylon, Daniel 2, 38, thou art this head of gold. So the first part of Nebuchadnezzar's image that he dreamed about was Nebuchadnezzar himself, the king of ancient Babylon. Now, ancient Babylon was a great kingdom, as Nebuchadnezzar said it himself in Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. He went out, he was in his palace, and he said, this is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. Now, a couple of other verses that we need to look at, Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 14. This gives us an idea of the power of Nebuchadnezzar in the historical context. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, and they shall serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. And I, and I have given him the beast of the field also. And 
Going back one chapter, Jeremiah 27, verse 8, and it shall come to pass that the nation and kingdom which shall not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation will I punish, saith the Lord, with the sword and with the famine and with the pestilence, till I have consumed them by his hand. So here we see the great Nebuchadnezzar, king of ancient Babylon. Let's move on to the Medes and Persians. Daniel chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. Thou art this head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. Ancient Babylon fell, even though it was great and mighty, on October the 13th, 539 B.C. Now notice the handwriting on the wall in Daniel chapter 5, starting in verse 25. And this is the writing that was written, Mini, Mini, Tikal, Eupharson. This is the interpretation of the thing, Mini, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tikal, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Somebody has made the observation that when God starts weighing and measuring things, it's judgment time. Perez, thy kingdom is divided. Notice this, Daniel 5.28, and given to the Medes and Persians. So the Medes and Persians took ancient Babylon as it certainly was not burned up by mighty expert arrows. Daniel 5.30 says, In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain, verse 31, and Darius the Median took the kingdom, being about threescore or 62 years of age, threescore and two years old. Number three. Number three. We've got about six minutes left here. Greece. Verse... 38, 39, 39. Thou art this head of gold, verse 38, and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, the Medes and Persians, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. So Alexander the Great led this third kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar's image. And if we can understand Daniel chapter 8, we see the vision of the ram and the he-goat. The ram, starting in verse 20, which thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the great horn, talking about Alexander the Great here, that is between his eyes is the first king. Now, that being broken, whereas four stood up, talking about these four generals of Alexander the Great. Four kingdoms shall stand up out of that nation, but not in his power. And then the Roman Empire, we got five minutes left here. Thou art this head of gold, Daniel 2.38. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another kingdom, third kingdom of brass, which will bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all these things. And as iron that breaketh all these, it shall break in pieces and bruise. Now, Jesus Christ was born and lived inside the Roman Empire. And it's somewhat 
ironic, and I believe that this was the overall plan of God in the first place, is that the kingdom, the Roman Empire, the historical Roman Empire that put Jesus Christ to death will fall before him at the second coming. But it is a revived Roman Empire, and certainly, even though it may be a little weak, it's certainly going to be far greater than it was back in the days of the first century. Now, notice this, the birth of Jesus Christ, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Then notice the resurrection of Lazarus. Here we have the chief priest and the Pharisees saying this in John chapter 11, verse 48. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe him and the Romans. Here in John eleven forty eight, 48, the chief priests and Pharisees were concerned about what the Romans would do, shall come and take away both our place and nation, both our place and nation. Then we've got the revived Roman Empire, the, the ten toes, the ten horns. The ten toes and the ten horns in Daniel chapter 7 is talking about that it comes out of this kingdom, out of the old Roman Empire. Daniel chapter 2, starting with verse 41, And whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom, here is talking about this fifth world empire that is, an outgrowth of the old Roman empire shall be divided and there shall be in it of the strength of iron for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And in Daniel chapter seven, we certainly need to get to that sometime here in the future. Daniel chapter seven Verse 23 talks about this fourth kingdom and these horns upon this beast. And so what we saw today is the head of gold representing Babylon. These empires, these world empires that precede the world empire of Jesus Christ, four of them have already passed off the scene. We're waiting now for the feet and the toes. Ten, we're not interested in 20-some. We're looking only for 10, which means that at least we've got a little bit more time when you just look at future events from this perspective. The feet and the toes. The head of gold with Babylon, the arms and breasts of silver, the Medes and the Persians, the belly and thighs of brass. That was Greece, Alexander the Great and his generals. The legs of iron, that was Rome historical Rome. And then we've got the feet and the toes, part of iron, part of clay, revive Rome. Maybe today you're uncertain about your eternal destination. I want you to bow if you do not have the assurance of your salvation. If you believe in the simple gospel message, pray something like this in your heart. Dear God, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, rose again from the dead. And I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. If you would like for someone to
pray with you, give us a call, 646-314-3617. Looks like we're getting a few more hits on our website. It's prophecytime.org website. Give us a a hit there sometime. It's prophecytime.org. God bless you. Now, Kevin McCullough. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.